0: Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday, and he's back. The host of the awesome Business of Sports podcast, longtime NFL executive and agent and all those things, Andrew Brandt is back. Thank goodness, because number one, I want to hear about the Business of Sports this week with Chris Nowinski from the Concussion Legacy Foundation. Number two, I've got a couple questions. I have been dying to ask Andrew for like a month, like at least three weeks, whenever the last time is that he was on. So looking forward to talking with Andrew momentarily, looking forward to announcing the spread the word winner on Friday. Just quote tweet at Ross Tucker pod, go to at Ross Tucker pod on Twitter, quote tweet any of the shows that you like and say, love this show or I love this part of it or whatever. You'll be the spread the word winner. I'm telling, I'm giving you the answer to the test. Our sponsors this week are awesome. We got a bunch of new ones. The game time app is amazing. Sling is awesome. Masterworks, loving that we're breaking out some new sponsors here in October, aka Q4 for you business folks. YouTube shout out, YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And then the patron of the day, Jacob Eisner, racking up the Tuckheads at patreon.com slash Media. yeah i'm sure most of you just want to see the even money bets in black and white because we're killing it that's fine engage though be a part of the other threads be a part of the other conversations i want more of you guys to be a part of this awesome growing burgeoning some might say burgeoning community that we have it's big show time the big show All right, I already mentioned it like a minute ago. He's the host of the Business of Sports podcast. He's the world's most interesting man, if you follow him on social media. He, like, if he's not doing a triathlon somewhere, he's getting a track workout in at SMU, or he's always somewhere doing something. He's the great Andrew Brandt, at Andrew Brandt on Twitter. And, Andrew, I have a bunch of two questions but I want to start with Lamar Jackson. But before I even do any of that, tell me about the latest Business of Sports with Chris Nowinski. I didn't get a chance to listen to it yet because I think you just posted it last night. But I bet he had a lot to say <laughs> about this Tua topic.
1: Yeah, I wanted the the sort of a real voice on this, Ross. And good to be with you as always. The... Tua thing continues to linger in my mind. I think a lot of people's minds, like you said, we're going to talk about it in a few minutes. But Chris is a guy that you and I know well that is really, um, I guess, a leading voice on this issue. And what is the issue? The issue is return to play. And your day, my day in the NFL, there wasn't this much consciousness about that. And it seemed like the past seven, eight years, there was a lot of consciousness about keeping players out when in doubt, keep them out. But we kind of lost sight of it. And then this Tua thing happened. Anyway, I wanted to get Chris's uh, uh, interesting insights on this and the issue of second impact syndrome and not letting a brain concussion injury recover so it's more susceptible to a second injury. We know that Tua had an injury against the Bengals. We don't know if he had it against the Bills. But Chris really went deep inside what should have happened, what he thinks did happen, and real concerns about Tua's health brain-wise in the future. I think everyone should listen to this. Yeah, I, I, on the I,
0: literally, I was just going to say that, Andrew. I'm a 1,000% listening to every second of that episode because I, I'm a big fan of Nowinski's, and I want to hear what he says about Tua moving forward because I somebody asked me yesterday on a radio show, do I think Tua will play again this year? And I said, yeah, I think Tua will play again this year. But maybe there's more to it um, than I realized. We'll get to the Tua stuff. Andrew, it's been like a month. I I have to ask you about Lamar Jackson. I don't think you've been on in a month. So it seems like following you on Twitter that you, I don't know if support is the right word, but you kind of like that uh, Lamar Jackson's playing this year out. And that he wants, he's going for the fully guaranteed contract. I
1: wanted you to explain why. Yeah, Ross, thanks. And yeah, I've talked about this a lot, and I guess we haven't talked about it. It's all the elephant in the room that happened in March. Deshaun Watson signs this incredible contract. It's still the best and maybe will be the best for a long time contract in NFL history with the security of it. Five years fully guaranteed. It's like a baseball or basketball contract, not like a football contract. No one's gotten this. Kirk Cousins got three years, but that fourth and fifth year is really a bridge too far for all these teams. And we've seen it. Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and Derek Carr have done deals since Watson, and they're in the traditional NFL format. Two or three, part of three years guaranteed, and then we'll see right? And people say, well, they will never cut a quarterback. Well, There are people wanting to cut Russell Wilson this year, let alone in five years. So that has been done by agents. Now, the guy without an agent, Lamar Jackson, has said, I think, to the Baltimore Ravens, no, I'm not doing one of those deals. I'm not doing one of those traditional two, three, guaranteed, four, five years, unguaranteed, team has all the options, team has all the leverage. I want Watson. And the team balked. We had a sign of this back when Steve Bishotti talked about this deal back in the owner's meetings end of March. And here we are. The guy without an agent is being more, I guess, strong in his negotiation than the guys with an agent. But here's the problem for Lamar. You and I know this. You've seen me on Twitter. He can't really bet on himself because we've got the franchise tag how do you bet on yourself if he can't be a free agent so here's the here's the ultimate irony ross the the best future bet for lamar is actually to sort of not play well and get hurt i hate to say this because that's the only way possible and maybe even not the ravens don't put the tag on him in 2023 And if he goes to market, even after a bad year, even after an injury, he'll make a lot more than what he's making in the franchise tag. So here's what I don't
0: understand. And I've been like literally waiting to get you on to discuss this. They offered him a five-year extension for over $250 million, $133 million guaranteed at signing reportedly. Okay. Okay. So we assume $133 million guaranteed at signing. That's probably what, the first three years? First right. three years. of Because if he's a five-year extension, so it's this year and five more. So basically six, six years. years. Um, so the first three years. So he gets three years guaranteed. The concern, the reason why you want a fully guaranteed deal is because the concern is they can cut you at any point after the fully guaranteed money. But Andrew. If they cut him after three years. Then he's a free agent. That's what he wants anyway. Like I, I guess I don't understand. The downside of it. You either get your 50 million a year. Whatever the, the number. The math turns out to be. Or you get your 133 million for three years. And then they cut you. And then you're a free agent. Which is what you want in the first place. As it stands right now. He's basically going to do a a one-year-at-a-time guarantee. This year, next year franchise tag, the year after that franchise tag. Why not get all three of those years guaranteed right now? And if they cut you at the end of the third year, the fourth year, whatever year, then you're a free agent, which is the whole thing you're hoping to gain in two more years, three years, anyway.
1: Okay, it's a good question, and I think you answered it with your last comment there, because he wants to get to free agency. It's the holy grail for NFL players. And the you don't want to rely on being cut to get to free agency. I understand what you're saying. He makes 133, and then, oh, my God, if they cut him, well, then he makes another big contract. Well, the whole issue for teams, and I know this, did this for 10 years, is contract control. You want years, especially non-guaranteed years, because then you have control. Maybe you don't want to cut them. Maybe you want to lower his salary. Look what the 49ers did to Garoppolo. I know he was turning into a backup, but now they've got Garoppolo for like seven, eight, nine million dollars as their starting quarterback. So this is what teams want. They want years. They want control. Russell Wilson's under contract seven years. You think they're going to maybe not cut him, but they're going to go to him at some point and say, yeah, we can't live with this anymore. So. This is why Lamar Jackson, if I was representing Lamar Jackson, I would have said, hey, Ravens, we accept $133 years. Stop it there. Just stop it there. Because now there's precedent for three years guaranteed with Kirk Cousins at a much lower number. So they can live with that and they don't go to Watson. Now, I wonder if A, that was asked and B, the Ravens would do that but I would do exactly what you're saying without the extra years. Just give me the 133. Let's call it a day. I'll see you in three years. So the difference is then
0: in my mind is, does he want to be a free agent so he can pick his team? Or is it just a money thing? Is he happy in Baltimore? And Because in, in my mind, if it's just a money thing, then I think he would have been better off signing the contract extension offer. If it's, he really wants to maybe go to another team or live somewhere else, then that's a different scenario. Then that's a different thing. But if we're just talking finances, I think the 133 million is more than he gets the next three years working off the franchise tag. And he has to take those years one at a time, whereas he would get it fully guaranteed those three years. And then after that, if they cut him or whatever he get, he's a free agent anyway.
1: Why do you think, this is the argument I tell people all the time, if it doesn't matter, why do you think teams are so against these kind of contracts? You know, I hear people say, well, they're not going to cut a quarterback. What's the big deal? Well, if that was not a big deal, teams would do it. Teams don't want to do this. So I think what you're saying is a lot of players say, I'm happy where I am. I want to stay. Pat Mahomes, I'll sign a 12-year deal. I love it here. It's up to the agent, which is ironic here because he doesn't have an agent, to say, hey, we have to look out for your long-term future. The team doesn't care about you long-term. They say they do now, but who knows in five years? So I just think you and I are kind of saying the same thing. He wants the money, but teams want the control, and why shouldn't he ask for control? Listen. If Deshaun Watson never happened, I get it. He's got to take that deal. He's got to take that deal. But Deshaun Watson happened. And here's the big picture, Ross, before we leave this. Lamar Jackson's the key. Whether Deshaun Watson goes into the history books as this outlier contract and NFL players, even the superstars, go back to this couple years guaranteed, four or five years non-guaranteed, or they go to stronger contracts. If Lamar falls back into the Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray camp, I mean, how's it going to happen? Is Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert? I mean, who's going to be someone that fights against owners screaming outlier with Deshaun Watson? I'm an expert on this field. It's We're at an inflection point. Is it going to be Deshaun Watson's just this 2022 outlier that never happens again, or are we going to follow it up as precedent? That's the the question. My question for you
0: about Tua is uh, twofold, one of which is I know you went over a lot of this with Chris Nowinski, but that's kind of a different conversation about second impact syndrome, all those things. I want to go to your experience when you were working in the league. What is your understanding, Andrew, of who all was involved in the decision for Tua tungo to play against the Cincinnati Bengals. Talk to me about the people that are in that room and having that discussion based on your experience.
1: The Bengals not return to play on the Bills now. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I preface this, and I don't want to cop out here, I played. I played. I managed in a different era. But you do have these discussions and the discussions are with general manager, head coach, medical staff. And I would sit in general manager, head coach, medical staff. And it's simply a question of can he return to play based on the medical opinions? We are in a different age, I hope, now, where everything is deferred to medical where players are held out. And I was with a very conservative medical staff in green Bay. You were, you've seen over the past few years, Aaron Rogers injuries held out a lot longer than maybe he thought, or people thought um, I think very conservative, but again, we didn't have a lot of discussions like this regarding the brain. We had it regarding knees and hamstrings and hips and shoulders. So It's gotta be a deference deference to medical, which again is part of this investigation. How did this happen with Tua? I'm so confused by so many things. Like on some level, Andrew,
0: when they put him back in the game against the Bills, I don't want to say they forced their hand, but then it'd be an awful look if they didn't have him play against the Bengals. It'd be like, well, wait a minute, it was a back injury. So he was able to go back in against the Bills. But now it's a head injury and he can't play against the Bengals. It's almost like they were, um, I don't play poker, but they were like pot committed, right? Like they had already already gone all in on the, it's his back. It's not his head. He can play. The other thing I don't really understand is, I think it might have been Monday, Andrew, where he was already ruled out for this game against the Jets. I got to be honest with you, I don't understand that either. Like, isn't there a process? Isn't there a concussion protocol? How did they know on Monday, Andrew, that he won't clear the protocol by Sunday? How is he already ruled out? I'm, I'm a little bit confused as to the process of how is already ruled out when there's a concussion protocol and process.
1: All oh, great questions. And here's mine that's still never been answered that I do believe I raised before the game. I know Chris was the leading tweeter about uh, Tua not playing before the Bengals game. But my question is this, we have an inquiry. The NFL and NFLPA joint inquiry into the Tua situation from the Bills game. How is Tua playing in the Bengals game when there's an inquiry into whether he should have been returning to play in the Bills game? How is he playing in the Bengals game? I didn't get that. And that obviously looks like a bad decision. So there's a lot going on. We've seen the unaffiliated neurological consultant fired. My sense is what happened there is he got persuaded by Tua to let him back in the game. So this is not a good look. We, as we talked about, we made progress and where are we going here? It seems like a lot of cover, as you just said. Of course, he's not going to play in the next game because we're going through this whole thing. Well, shouldn't have that been for the Bengals game? And Chris Nowinski, spoiler alert, says he should not play again all year with what just happened. So we all think he will play again this year. But it just seems odd, this whole experience. And you can speak to this better than most, Ross. To a, if you ask him today, he absolutely said, yeah, I, re- I should have returned in the Bills game. I should have played in the Bengals game. What do you think if you ask him in 10 years?
0: Exactly. <laughs> well, I would also say this. I think a lot of people failed in this situation, Andrew, but I do think I'm a big, you know me, I'm a big believer in personal responsibility and personal accountability. And I do think, some of the blame should go to Tua. I do. I, I do think, look, it's obviously the Dolphins team physician and the Dolphins head coach and GM and the uh, unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant, all those. But, you know, there have been other players that have said, hey, I'm not right. You know, my head's not right. You know, there have been other players that have admitted to concussion syndrome or concussion symptoms, I should say, Whereas in this case, Andrew, it appears as if Tua lied. As if Tua said, it's my low back, it's not my head. And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, like I have a couple of buddies around here that are doctors, and I've heard the way they talk and I've seen their notes, right? Like for me, and it's like, what does it say? Patient is complaining of, yeah, patient is presenting, like. A lot of these doctors around here, like if I said to them, you know, oh, it's my knee, it's my knee. They'd be like, well, why are you wobbling? Oh, it's my knee. If, if the patient lies to you, that's tough. They're not used to patients lying. Like it's it's on some level, it's a little tough for the doctor when the guy is saying, no, it's not my head, it's my back. Because I don't know how experienced is the unaffiliated neurotrauma guy with football players and football mindset.
1: Yeah, and here's the last thing I'll say in my area of expertise. He threw six touchdown passes the week before that. He's in the same group with Burrow and Herbert that have extension ability next year. Yeah, this is is millions and millions of dollars. If he continues on that trajectory, he's getting the big extension next year like Burrow and Herbert, and his life is set. Now, here's a, a discussion. Teams are already discussing college players. Well, I know he's been concussion-prone. He had three and four years, whatever it may be. That would be a discussion about Tua before committing serious tens of millions in guarantees. That would be a discussion. So I don't know if that's going on in Tua's head, but certainly that's a part of this too.
0: You really need to go ahead and follow him on social media, at Andrew Brandt. That way you see the Sports Illustrated weekly column you sign up for the Sunday newsletter, which is incredible. Love getting that email every Sunday morning. Um, Chalk full of information helps me to kind of frame some of the things going on around the league. And of course, the business of sports podcast. I guarantee I listen to every second of the Chris Nowinski episode, because I'm very curious to hear what Chris had to say. Andrew, thank you as always for the time. Really appreciate it.
1: Always a pleasure, Ross. Talk to you soon
0: a master class from Andrew Brandt on the topic. Speaking of master, how about Masterworks? Masterworks is amazing. They've already got over 500,000 members on their platform and demand has gotten so high that there's actually a wait list. But our listeners, you guys can get priority access You can skip the line, skip the wait list by going to masterworks.com and use promo code Ross. That's masterworks.com, promo code Ross. You can follow the example for some of these opportunities that guys like LeBron get involved in off the field that usually you're not able to get in on these deals. Now you can at masterworks.com, promo code Ross.
1: Tuck Let's start today, Ross, with something that's really not a surprise. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are going to start Kenny Pickett at quarterback this week up in Buffalo against the Bills.
0: They are. I think everybody knew that was going to happen. I think once they made the decision to move on from Trubisky in the last game and go to Pickett, kind of hard to go back after that isn't it? I mean, I feel like it'll be picket for the rest of the year now as they see exactly what they have in him, hope that he gets better every week, tries to give them a spark. And, you know, like I said, I think on yesterday, get some of the rookie mistakes out. So he's really ready to hopefully make, get them back to being a contender next year.
1: Got some transactions. First, the Broncos signed running back Latavius Murray off the Saints practice squad. Obviously, that's in uh, response to Javante Williams' injury. Texans cut starting tight end Farrell Brown. Patriots signed Jamie Collins for a fifth stint with the team. And the Ravens announced that longtime cornerback Jimmy Smith is going to retire after 11 years with the team. I also saw Bri,
0: where the Raiders signed Blake Martinez, who's been a tackling machine in Green Bay and New York. A little surprised he was out that long. And the Cardinals cut wide receiver Andy Isabella to sign Billy Price because the Cardinals are banged up along the interior O-lines. They needed an interior O-lineman to come in for some depth purposes. I think they lost both guards um, in their last game against the Panthers. Well, Hernandez got kicked out. That's a little bit different. As for the moves uh, that you talked about, Brian, it's funny because Latavius Murray – just played in um, in London across the pond for the Saints. But now the Broncos lose Javante Williams, and uh, their GM used to uh, be with uh, Latavius Murray in Minnesota. So he knows, George Kikinas, uh he knows, okay, let's bring in um, Latavius Murray because I know him. Cutting a starting tight end is something you don't see very often from the Texans. I mean – That is rare. And then Jamie Collins signing for the fifth time with the Patriots is crazy rare. And then even Jimmy Smith. I know he got injured, but retiring during the season, you don't normally see guys announce that or do that like Jimmy is. So three really rare things there today. takes Tom and Giselle, thoughts? Well, I actually wasn't even going to mention their name because I, I don't think that this is something that we should talk about or I should talk about. You know, there's a lot of reports out there about the marital status uh, that Brian just mentioned. And I just, I don't think that's our place. I don't remember ever doing that with any, we've been doing this show for a long time I don't ever remember there being reports like this about any other player. I know how popular he is. I know how well-known he is. Um, My only comment is that I hope they work it out. I hope they figure it out. People have issues. People, um, you know, I'm I'm a big believer in counseling. I'm a big believer in trying to work these issues out. Hopefully they're doing all the right things to work it out. I will not comment any further. I think I was asked on like two or three radio stations about it yesterday. I just don't really think that that is something that, uh, that we should be commenting on or talking about it. I think that that's personal and private, and I think it should remain those things. I also think all of you, if you haven't already, should get the game time app. I mean, listen, for those of you that are somewhere around Baltimore – you can see me at the Ravens Bengals game on Sunday. Right now, you can get tickets to Bengals Ravens eighty eight dollars, and I bet you it'll be even less as we get closer to the game because the Game Time app guarantees the lowest price on tickets to all your favorite sports concerts and shows. You can even check out the view from your seat in the app, and check out takes less than thirty seconds. So Those of you that watch us on YouTube, look, I'm showing you right now, putting my phone up to the screen. You can get tickets to Bengals Ravens for $88. You get Bruce Springsteen concert this Friday. You can get tickets. It's amazing, man. And to know that you're getting guaranteed the lowest tickets, it's awesome. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and redeem code ROSS for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's ROSS. For $20 off your first purchase, terms apply, download game time. Last-minute tickets, here's the key, lowest price guaranteed. Love it. Love that I have a place now that I know is the lowest price guaranteed. Love everybody that checks out the other shows. Joe Dolan, if you just like interesting stats about the NFL, forget fantasy football. He has been a stat, an interesting nugget, and note machine on the Fantasy Feast. Steve Fezzik and I were up a combined nine units yesterday on the Even Money podcast. So you need to get in on that. College Draft podcast has been a blast. Andrew Brandt's business of sports is now mandatory. And shout-outs are in order. Boy, Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakHouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, Vision Comics with an X, BackOfficeScheduler.com, and of course the greatest gift you can get any loved one or anyone really in your life, a story all about them from myfrontpagestory.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple
1: Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.